welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and you are listening to the Beyond Being Well podcast, a show dedicated to helping women leaders like you take your wellness journey to your wholeness journey and beyond. Join me as we explore relationships, work, money, health, and purpose, and interview the best of the best in women's empowerment so that you can love deeply, expand fully, and contribute to a better tomorrow. So let's get cozy, settle in, and dive straight into the magic. Hello and welcome to the show. My name's Meg. Super happy that you're listening as we dive deeper on the idea of balance and I share my principles around balancing business, motherhood and social change. Just before we dive into the show, I would love if you could jump on to my website and have a look at my latest offering which is called Lead Her and it is the first program in the School for Sacred Social Leaders and it's a 16-week program that takes you through the four principles of sacred social leadership and a stunning curriculum of yogic philosophy, feminine leadership, social change, mindfulness and Um, women's empowerment and it's just the culmination of so much of my work over the last 15 years and the guest mentors that I'm bringing on um, in support of that program are next level and I just can't wait to dive in with the women who are stepping into it. I shared a really long Instagram post you can go back and check out around why I changed that program from seven months to four months and it kind of relates to the theme of um, today's podcast being um, around balance and how I in my body and in my life try and achieve um, at least a felt sense of that as opposed to what it looks like on the outside Um, and I'm really happy with how the program's sitting and feeling now and Um, before the school officially launches um, later in this year this is going to be a really amazing opportunity for women to step in and co-create the space with me Um, so jump on to beyondbeingwell.com and click on work with me for all the details okay so I want to get really real about what's happening as I'm recording this podcast I am sitting on the floor of my baby daughter's bedroom in my pajamas. It's Mother's Day and I am recording this at 6.30 a.m. for you all because this is my reality is that I don't have time to sit down and work and figure out um, everything in detail. I don't have the luxury of space to um, like create in the way that I would like to but that's totally okay because that's the season of life I am in so I have my notes and they're written on a um, cardboard piece of um, like rubbish that I just found in the room basically and a pen because um, to my daughter my three-year-old daughter I'm still sleeping 
and she's really excited she's come in and given me a cuddle already and then um, sometimes I go back to sleep because my husband gets up with the girls and so she thinks I'm sleeping but actually I'm recording this podcast and um, I'm doing so because my work to me is really important and I'm not going to pretend that it's not my family is also really important and for me balance is the dance that we all play within the family dynamic on a day-to-day basis of getting needs met. I also want to caveat this by saying that I'm calling this podcast about balance in response to a lot of um, people reaching out recently and just saying, I don't know how you do it all. However, I really believe that balance is a myth and it's just like, you know, the perfect weight and the perfect skin. It's just another way that kind of the big um, patriarchal capitalist systems kind of keep us really uh, focused on the wrong things, focused on all the things we're doing wrong and what we're not achieving and keeping us on the treadmill of trying to attain a certain state that is in actuality impossible no matter if you have a family or a job or um, you care for others or you have a really busy social life or you have a crazy like amount of hobbies or you do lots of sports training balance is always going to be difficult as a modern women woman because the expectations of what we are um, being told we should be achieving are just out of this world and Um, So I just want to be really clear that while I'm talking about balance, because that was where the questions came from, I actually fully believe that balance is a myth. Uh, Balance is, um, yeah, I just, just on that, as I'm like riffing, as I'm recording this on that, I've been having a lot of conversations recently about like the system and patriarchy and like the system out there and I just want to be really clear when I talk about these systems that systems live within people as well and within individuals and that's how they're replicated and that's how they are maintained over periods of time and so even if you're like anti-patriarchy even within you and your system, like within your cells, within your conditioning, within your neurology and within your behaviours, you may be like replicating some of those ideals in your day-to-day life. And so my focus in social change work is really um, a liberation-focused lens, which means that we must unpack these systems within ourselves first and foremost and liberate ourselves from those ideals in order to um, affect change on the outside and that work comes you know specifically from a lot of the intersectional feminist work from the work of women of color and I'm so grateful to the labor that they're performing in making this um, lens really accessible to all of us Um, we all have to do that work of unpacking those um oppressive regimes from within ourselves no matter how righteous we think we are or how perfect we think we are we all harbor little ways that we've been conditioned to oppress others and so I just wanted to be clear with that before um, we dive in any further so yeah balance is a myth and I 
like don't achieve it very often. It's not a state that I feel in very often. But what I will say is outline a couple of principles that I live my life by rather than going through my day um, minute by minute because I think these principles are much more likely to be relevant for you guys listening um, as opposed to like me being really specific about what I do and then you like attempting to fit that on top of your life I think principles is a much um, more holistic way of looking at it and a much more like relevant way for you to facilitate some thinking around balance so the first principle is that I really focus on my being and not my doing and this has been if anyone's listened to my podcast or worked with me you know how much of a journey this has been for me to really get clear on um, the fact that I'm not defined by what I do, in air quotes, but how I am being. And when we focus our attention on how we're being and cultivating states of being, then naturally the behaviours that we do are more aligned, but also the influence that we have is is really different. Um, for example, if I'm really cultivating a sense of like loving kindness to myself, when I go to drop off my daughter at daycare, I'm going to be really kind probably to the other mums or parents that I see. I'm going to interact with the barista that makes my coffee and my keep cup a little differently. I'm going to um, start the day with just a completely different sense of um like from where I'm you know from a different standpoint to if I just woke up and immediately focused on what I need to do in a day so the first few minutes after I wake up are like really vital and I know that so much about myself that I actually ask Dave to take the girls for half an hour or an hour and he um there's that's my daughter going to the toilet now everyone can listen to that joy um yeah he takes the girls and I have some time for myself to meditate and to just take some deep breaths and to just get myself into a state of being because my nervous system can be pretty chaotic at times and it um, means that wherever possible I have like always sought to create chaos on the outside of my life to mirror the chaos that I feel on the inside and so I just know so much that if I go into the day in a reactive mode my nervous system is so tender I overreact I'm you know extremely short-tempered and um and yeah just reactive and and just flooding my body with stress hormones in an unnecessary way so those first few moments of the day where I take those breaths and set my intention and be in my body are like the cornerstone of this principle of that I am a being, a human being, not a human doing. And I really try and focus on not what I can achieve in a day, but like how I can be within the day and how I want to be within the day. Even when I'm planning my week on a Sunday night, I sit down and I plan my week and I've done a YouTube clip on that. I'll share it in the show notes um, on the process I use for that. Even when I do that, I'm really focusing on 
how I want to be and the feelings that I want to cultivate and yeah I've noticed a really big shift with just that principle alone the second principle I wanted to share is that I don't compartmentalize my life so when people say how do you do it all it implies that I'm stepping between lots of different roles of mother of business owner of friend of peer and all of those are true I do wear all of those hats however I've tried to really integrate my life in a way that they all work seamlessly together seamlessly I just laughed as I said that because it's just a state of turn a state of phrase turn of phrase that just makes no sense uh in the reality that I'm talking about they're not seamlessly married together they're clumsily like poured into a big vat of stew and they all hang out in there and somehow it works for us and it works not in a chaotic sense so as I said my nervous system being the way it is and me doing really hard work at the moment to rewire it um, really important for me is like creating space and calm in our house and so we're not rushing in the morning we're not rushing after you know in the afternoons before dinner we really try and limit rushing time and I know that that's a luxury but it's also a choice that we've made you know we chose not to live in a city we chose to have a a mortgage which is you know what we feel comfortable um being able to pay off without sacrificing our physical health and I'm not saying that to say that that's better than anyone else I'm just saying that that's our truth because having been to the total brink of burnout and total emotional physical breakdown I understand and my body remembers that so clearly that anytime I get close to it I really go out of my way to tweak things in order to come back to um, equilibrium to recalibrate I'm just not interested in going there again and so we choose less material wealth and maybe to have less full lives um, in order to achieve that kind of lack of chaos um, in our days and that's just our values and they're different from everyone else's but for us that's what works best Um, and I'm really grateful that I have that biological radar now where you know and it's not just me it's like the whole family system is a living unit that responds to these things right and so sickness kind of starts coming up when we've all been pushing a little hard and we've all got these biological quite sensitive biological barometers when things are getting a little bit hectic you know someone will start to be sick or um, someone will start their behavior will start to be erratic and that can be any of us and so that's always a call to be like, okay, where in this system is is there kind of overload happening and where can we pull back a little in order to um, recalibrate and just make way again for what our values and vision are? Because, God, you and I know how hard it is to constantly have to come back to what our own values are and what our own vision is. It is so easy to get sucked into the vortex of um, 
other people's needs and being responsive to them. And I'm not saying that I think we need to be uncaring, but I am saying that as women who want to live a vision-based life, boundaries are so essential and so important. And that has been such a lesson for me this year as well in learning to say no to things, even when, you know, there's part of me that wants to please, please others. So yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't compartmentalize my life. And so there is occasions when I'm, you know, taking my daughters to work me if I'm doing consulting or even if I'm doing my business, like often I'll have a baby on a call with a peer when we're talking about co-creation. Um, I try not to have them during coaching calls, but you know, as you guys know, sometimes one needs to have a breastfeed and sometimes one just barges in and I don't apologize for that anymore because I am a mum and that is part of who I am. And I don't stop being that when I step into work. Um, so yeah, first tip is being, not doing. And second principle is not compartmentalizing, which creates an enormous amount of, um, an energy drain actually, as we're trying to be all these different people instead of just trying to be one. Um, the third principle is just knowing my creative process or knowing your creative process. My God, it's been such a lesson and challenge for me in trying to understand and dance between pushing myself to do things and allowing my creative process to just be what it is and being okay with the in-between times when things aren't flowing and coming. So I'll share a couple of ways that I've come to be aware of this. The first way is that I understand that for me, um, I will be and probably always will be an obliger. And that means that's from Gretchen Rubin's book, The Four Tendencies. Uh, She talks about the way that we respond um, to expectation. And she studies that and it's really fascinating. And obligers are people that um, respond really well to external motivation. So they respond really well to um, someone else is to someone else's accountability. They like to, as the word implies, oblige. And so knowing that actually the greatest thing for me in achieving more balance in my life has been that at the start of the week, I schedule everything in my Google calendar and I don't just schedule like meetings and calls and, and trainings and circles, um, and stuff with the kids. I schedule date night I schedule like to block out time for doing certain things within my business like creating content and doing admin I schedule exercise time I schedule sleep time and it sounds really crazy but I respond so well to that um, because it helps my nervous system feel like all the things that I'm holding in my head are taken care of and I don't need to worry about them in this moment because I know that further in the week I've got that scheduled like I've got that life admin scheduled or I've got that um, thing scheduled that I really need to do and so yeah that's what I try and do and I, I like totally imperfectly do all of this like I am so human and I feel 
kind of deeply uncomfortable being held up as someone that does it all because I most days like because of my conditioning as a woman I don't feel like I am doing that so there that is the other thing around my creative process that I've learned is um I I really um create the masculine container first and then allow the feminine to flow into that and that's partly with the schedule partly if I'm planning something in the future like the start of something an idea or a fresh perspective for my work or life or a holiday starts to come through or even like next weekend we're running a um we're having like a working bee community day at our house and we're like having a big bonfire and having some beautiful um food and some pulled meats and some veggies and um some apple crumble if you saw my instagram story yesterday i'm just obsessed with making apple crumble because we live in like the heart of apple country and so they're so cheap and widely available at the moment um and i make it with like um walnuts and like ground up walnuts in a thermomix and ground up oats and almonds and it's just delicious anyway we're having that next weekend so that's been something that I've been crafting and creating as well like this beautiful day that we're going to have with everyone's kids and we're going to plant um native trees all over the property and we're going to have a bonfire and so the first step that I've learned for myself is when something starts coming through I really need to set the container and so I put it in my calendar as a date and I just like lock in the date lock down the date commit to the date and even if it moves I've got something that I'm working towards and then what I've learned about myself is that I just as we get closer to the date the stuff that's going to create it starts to come through in my experience now everyone's intuition speaks differently to them for me when i'm creating um it comes through in you know often in the shower i've talked about that a lot but it comes in um words and it comes in feelings so i'm clear sentence comes in my body and i just start to to layer on top of when i have you know moments of like driving in the car or in the shower i just start to layer the depth and weave together these experiences that I'm creating which is really like firmly in my zone of genius you know you look back through my whole career it's been one of like creating and facilitating experiences facilitating change in people and so just understanding that creative process has created so much less stress and so much more balance in my life I can't even like say it enough so I think spending like and I, and I honestly think I spent a year like last year trying to figure that out like really trying to be like what does motivate me what overwhelms me when I'm like do goals overwhelm me and yeah goals do overwhelm me so I don't set goals I set intentions and I set containers and that's what allows me to work really well and um, achieve things I'll also say two more things on this. Number one, efficiency is my um, shadow and it's also my greatest gift. Like I, me at 100% is like really terrifying. And I toyed with whether, whether to share this with you because every part of me in this podcast, to be real with you, is wanting to make apologies and tell you all the reasons why I'm not 
um, I'm not great and to not like make anyone feel uncomfortable by like humble bragging about what I managed to achieve. And so I'm really fighting that in myself just to, um, just to label that and call that what it is. However, I will say that I have a fierce commitment to my work and I, I say my work, but I'm saying my work in the world, my legacy. And I always have had a drive within me that has enabled me to push through discomfort and learn something new. And I don't know where that drive came from, whether it was something innate in me or something that I was taught, you know, through my unconventional schooling or I don't know, but it's always been there. And so my efficiency, I think, comes simultaneously from that. But also um, just, you know, in my family lineage, that's something that the women have always been able to just achieve incredible amounts in short amounts of time. It's, It's a true gift, but it's also a massive shadow because I have to actively work to not go at 100 miles an hour 24 hours a day and if you listen to my audio series a year of working less you can hear my journey through that um including you know understanding trauma and the role that that plays in your nervous system and then how that is played out in you know what looks like a really efficient person could actually just be a really traumatized one and so yeah I'm really in this way I'm in this state of like really honoring the fact that I have that when I need it but also understanding that I can go too far and again just tuning back into my body and that biological barometer which is telling me like to rest or to stop um and the last thing I'll say on creative process is that uh human design is a really amazing self-awareness tool and um my human design profile is that I'm a manifesting generator and and understanding that kind of plays into the creative process thing too so for me before I actually commit to um commit to something I need to feel it and visualize it fully in my body and discern whether it's a whole body yes or not and I've gotten so much better at pausing before I jump in and say yes to something of doing like this check-in of like, how does it feel in my body? What does it look like? Where are the elements of tension? Is that tension like fear because it's really like going to be great on the other side? Or is it just, is it just like, no, this is not aligned right now. Does it match my vision and does it match my values? If it's, if it's a no to all that, then it's a no and like move on. And so I think if that sounds like something that would be supportive, I really encourage you, you can get your free human design um, charts done online, just Google human design. And yeah, and it's, it's just another tool, like none of these tools, like your natal chart or your personality type, none of them like speak to all of you they can't possibly but they're tools that enable you to if you're working on a particular um, challenge right now they enable just different insight into different parts of you and that's always a good thing if it's also matched with um, and mirrored with action taking action not just like learning and consuming endlessly um, with the idea that one day you'll be perfect or understand everything 
Um, so I've talked about creative process. I think the other thing I mentioned is, um, and the fourth one is around, fourth principle is around, I talk about it a lot, but values and vision-based living. I recorded a podcast with my friend Tamsin on values-based living, recorded several podcasts with my husband Dave that you can go back and listen to around this. But if, like, aligning my action with my vision, um, my sacred social vision as well as my values, means that I don't do it all. Like, people saying, oh you're amazing because you look at all, all the things you can do. I don't do it all. I just do the things that matter to me. And that sounds like quite abrasive in a culture where we've been taught to keep other people happy. But ultimately I have enough lived experience now to see that when I am in my family and my values and my vision, then I give freely and willingly without resentment. Then actually I have more love to give that actually um, I, I can really show up for my vision across all aspects of my life because if you've done my Activate webinar, you'll know that um, your sacred social vision is something that sits above all areas of your life, not just your work. And in doing that, it allows you to find purpose in all you do. But it's also an amazing decision-making tool of just like the things that just don't align and aren't important. And sometimes it's a dance where we do do things for others and there's a values alignment and there's a win-win. And I talked about that in my Finding Your Mama Magic podcast and in other places as well. So plenty of resources to go further with this values and vision-based living work. But I will say that that's a principle that I firmly live by. Uh, fifth principle is I, I get support like I ask for support and I really try and channel the queen archetype and do it poorly because I end up doing everything myself most of the time anyway but I just want to share the support that I have so that you can really get a sense of um, that this just doesn't all happen by magic so my eldest daughter is in um, a beautiful um, community daycare three days a week my husband works four days a week. We've intentionally chosen that uh, we're going to work less this year we're in, and probably future years while the kids are young so that we can hang out with them. And so I have a lot of support in the parenting department, which is amazing and um, something that is really the cornerstone that allows me to do my work in the world. I have um, grandparents or my parents which are you know an hour and a half down the road in Melbourne um, and they offer a lot of support particularly in managing our property. I um, have coaches and mentors all the time to help me with business. I invest in um, you know chiropractor again for the family system you know for my daughter or if someone's feeling energetically off like I went and had a healing session last week I invest in the energetic health of our family unit so that we can be balanced and um, I ask for support from friends and trying to cultivate much more vulnerability and openness in my relationships so that we're fostering a community that's raising our kids on a basis of like total non-judgment and 
that they feel really understanding and knowing of their place in the world and how it relates to other people because we are really relational beings. So, um, yeah, we ask our neighbours for help, people in the community. Everyone plays a role and I'm under no... um, I'm just I'm just no longer fascinated with this concept of being an island that is totally self-sufficient. Like when I'm working at home or I'm with the baby all day, I just go down the cafe and I have a chat with Donna who works there and James and we talk about Game of Thrones and I need that, you know, I need different inputs. I just can't do this all alone. And I think sometimes the idea of balance implies that like we're just juggling it all ourselves and it's not it's more of like a hey can you hold this plate because I'm over here spinning this one and um yeah I just I just think asking for support and being more comfortable in actually being very clear about what that support is has been really life-changing for me in being able to live that vision that I'm creating um I've talked about boundaries a little bit yeah I just want to finish up I guess by saying that um you know the body knows best like right now I'm in this state where I I am feeling like I need more time with my eldest daughter and so I'm going to be pulling her out of daycare one day a week and it feels like I'm layering more on top of like what is already a really full plate with my work and my consulting and my relationships and my vision and what we're doing with the property. But my body knows best and it's calling like for that um, tweak, you know, and that that tweak may not be forever, but right now it's what we need. And I really try and just honor those decisions and make them with as little fuss as possible because body knows best and if there's a a pull toward something then you naturally just following that creates a cascade in other areas of your life and yes things will get dropped and that's totally okay I want to be really clear as well that the things that I don't do include I don't clean up the house during the day I do the cleaning and the dishes at night Um, sometimes I do a load of washing or like I'll prepare a meal in the thermomix or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of things that I just don't do that other people would presume that is being done. Like my inbox is a nightmare. Like if you saw how many notifications I had on my phone, you would have a heart attack and I'm okay with that because it's not my value and I, I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm spending my time and energy and resources and money right now and I've gotten more comfortable with just letting there be chaos in some parts of my life in order to really focus not on the little distractions and the tiny little tasks that are not getting me anywhere. I'm much more focused on the bigger stuff And I think that one of the biggest barriers to social change that I hear women talk about is I don't have time to do it. And my answer to that is it's not separate from anything that we're doing. It's it's bringing consciousness and intention to what we're doing in order to achieve and affect social change through the actions we're already taking. So... It feels like, oh, I'm just so full, I can't possibly take on more. 
Um, but instead, I think the lens I use is like, how can I tweak this so that I can see that in this area of my life, it is influencing this bigger vision that I have around a more sustainable, kind and equitable world led by empowered and vital women. And, you know, even last night, my husband and I were like, just made some new commitments around um, sustainability and, and what we can do in that space within our household. And it doesn't feel like more because it's so aligned with our vision and it's so aligned with um, who we are and what we're working towards. So when something um, feels like, you know, it's too much, I would just invite you to look at what else you're holding that, we, that you can let go of. I'll also say that the barrier to social change I see the most is that we're still working in a paradigm of trying to um, affect social change outside of us without doing the internal work and that's not leadership to me like leadership to me is being brave enough and courageous enough to do the internal work so that when we do step out into the world and we are having an effect on other people through our relationships and through our actions that it's really conscious and that we have worked through the fears of how we're going to be perceived and we've worked through um, some of the the stuff around showing up in our bodies and we've worked through um, boundaries and all of that really important stuff. We can't lead when we're really terrified of what someone's going to see on the inside of us. But what I've found is when you do the sacred social leadership work around the same time you're doing the self-empowerment work that you get this beautiful marriage of um, tools that they bounce off one another so the more internal work and self-empowerment work you do with a view to having a, a social leadership role then the more your social leadership capacity is enhanced and vice versa your social leadership capacity gives you confidence within yourself to continue to make decisions that are firmly aligned with your vision. And so I don't really believe that it's about doing it all. I think balance is a myth. I think really that we're all doing the absolute best we can and that um, we are all living in alignment with our values most of the time. And I think that just being open and vulnerable and willing to have these conversations is a really important place to start. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I will chat to you soon. Bye.